Have you ever had a question and wanted to know clearly what the Bible has to say about it? Well, in this podcast, Bible Answers for Today's Christians, we will learn together what God's Word really says. Hello and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be just a little bit different. Uh, we have some Bible college students um, back from Christmas break at our church, and we thought it'd be a good time for them to um, introduce themselves, what they're going to Bible college for, and just kind of expound upon what the life of a Bible college student is all about. So Matthew, why don't you start us off tonight? Uh, my name is Matthew, and I'm uh, going to Bible college for, uh, for four years, doing a pastoral degree, and I'm in Greenville, South Carolina at Tabernacle Baptist College. My name is Lauren. My dad is Pastor Larson, so I grew up right here in Moore. Um, I am a senior at Hiles Anderson College studying music education. My name is Samantha Bingham, and I just started my sophomore year at Trinity Baptist Bible College, and I'm studying missions. And I'm Pastor Larson, and it's been over 30 years since I've been in Bible <laughs> College. So... <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we welcome you to the format tonight. We want it to be informative. We want it to be um, just a good time when you can understand and learn some things about Bible college students. Maybe you're not going to Bible college, but maybe you are. Maybe you're interested. And uh, I think one of the, the greatest steps in a young person's life is the step of Bible college. And so we just, we just felt like it'd be a good thing to get some information out there uh, for you about Bible college. So I am going to ask some questions of these Bible college students and um, to get their response, all right? Here's my first question for you tonight. First question is, why did you go to Bible college? What was the motivator that caused you to go? Who would like to start first? Lauren, you're first. Well, I knew the Lord wanted me to go into full-time service eventually, so I figured Bible college was a good place to get the head knowledge as well as the experience of serving in the ministry, and it's kind of a transition from living, you know, at home and kind of underneath somebody else, and it's a little transition between going out on your own and, you know, kind of... uh Take, learning to take care of yourself, you know, and grow, and also grow in the Lord. Matthew? A couple of the reasons why I went, um, number one, to honor my parents. When the Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother. And I wanted to honor my parents and their wishes, and um, so that's really one reason why I wanted to go to Bible college. But another one was uh, to learn more and about the ministry and about the Bible. Uh, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And uh, that's was one big reason why I wanted to go to learn the Bible and to learn more about the ministry. And um, we can always learn more. And I think that's really a good reason why to go. If your parents want you to, and if you feel like I'm not necessarily called, but um, that I know of. But if you want to learn more about the Bible and you want to honor your parents, then I think it's it's a good way to do it. To go to Bible college. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, my pastors have always said that, you know, give the Lord the first year after high school, you know, and mm -hmm. see just where he'll lead you, especially if you don't have any direction. Um, if you give the Lord that first year, usually he'll open the door for maybe what he wants from you. Mm -hmm. um, and it does give you a chance, you know, if you are planning on going to the secular world, um, to get more of the doctrines and why you believe what you believe under your feet. 
So would you say then that it's good for anybody that has a spiritual desire to go for one year? Maybe they don't know what they're going to do, or maybe they already have a solid plan in their mind. Or um, do you think at least a year of Bible college is good? And, and why do you think that? Yes, sir. I definitely think that in that time when you're, you're in Bible college, that your focus is completely on the Lord. It should be. Mm. And so when you're focused on the Lord, it gives time for the Lord to work on your heart. So you get mm. to, you know, as you're developing that relationship with the Lord, like you get to see, you know, what, what he has for you, what, what, what he wants from you, mm. you know. And so even if you're going to the secular world, um, how you can better, you know, how you can use that to honor him. Because, you know, we need people and, you know, in, in business and things like that um, that are Christians that can stand for what's right. So I think it's I think it is important. So when all three of you went to Bible college, you all three went a distance away from home. So did you find that to be a spiritual distraction, being a distance from home, or did you find it to be an opportunity for you to learn more, to open up more, uh, just to grab a hold of what God wanted you to do personally? I don't think it's like a, a distraction necessarily. I think kind of getting out of your comfort zone is in, is good. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably the farthest out of all of us college students, like South Carolina, that's a long ways away from Oklahoma. <laughs> so, yeah. but it was hard to leave home because I'm so used to being here and to being in my comfort zone. But to see that there's other places out there that, um, you know, may need the Lord and other places that, you can go instead of just staying where you are. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's definitely um, something right there. So it wasn't necessarily hard, but I mean, it was hard to leave your family, but to be out on your own and to um, grow in your spiritual life, you can't depend on mm-hmm. your parents. You can't depend on going somewhere where you don't know anybody. That's really tough because you had to depend upon the Lord, and that's a did you find it was a step of faith to have to do that because you're by yourself and you're, you know, you're not with anybody. You're not dad and mom are not right there to, you know, pick you up when you fall. So did you find it to be a step of faith? Lauren? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say I'm more, I was more adventurous and just wanted to go somewhere, do something else. So it wasn't as hard to go to Bible college, but it was still a step of faith because if you asked me that day when I stepped on the campus to register, <laughs> if I was 100% sure I was supposed to be there, I couldn't have said that I was 100% mm-hmm. sure. But I just told the Lord, all right, I'm going to go for this. And if you don't want it, mm-hmm. then close the door. And I won't. And I won't do it. Okay. So let's talk about somebody who doesn't have any direction. A guy gets out of high school or a young lady gets out of high school. They go to McDonald's. Excuse me. They go to McDonald's. They get a job. Um, Would you recommend somebody like that to just, hey, pull up stakes and make that step of faith and and give it a year at Bible College? Samantha, Mm -hmm. what about you? Yes, sir. I do think that um, obviously it depends on, you know, if that is what the Lord has for them. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's going to be an out-of-state thing, sometimes there's a local college that they can go to while they're still at home. Um, but I do think that it's a good thing just to get, you know, again, get like Bible principles, why you believe what you believe and things like that. Um, 
and um, you know maybe there's um, also to a uh, like a, a night class that they could take you know just a class or two um, just kind of get their feet wet and kind of you know understand more about the Bible and mm -hmm. about the, what the Lord has for them right I find a lot of people go through life even in church just not knowing much about the Bible even if they go through uh, to church a lot um, so would you say that that first year can really ground them for the rest of their life in in a knowledge of the Bible um, I would say in some ways it can but I think it also will give you more of just the desire to mm -hmm. learn more you know the hunger, hunger. and just kind of what um, what that desire to to dig deeper to mm -hmm. okay well I, I enjoyed this like I, I want to come back for more like you know okay mm -hmm. this is what I can do to you know help that and just that hunger to to learn more mm -hmm. you know I think that I think that's more would you say it creates a thirst inside mm -hmm. of you to to want to uh, exceed please the Lord live your life mm -hmm. for the Lord I would say definitely yes sir right mm -hmm. right okay here's a good question for you now you're gonna have to be real personal this question, I did not preface it with them on purpose. So here's the question. Oh, boy. <laughs> in, <laughs> in what ways did you find yourself needing to mature in Bible college? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tell us about it. everything. What do you mean? Uh, time management, financial management, um, mm -hmm. developing a personal walk with the Lord on my own. Definitely. Own. Yeah. 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 I think for me, it was like the little things, like the weird things. Definitely like, you know, your relationship with the Lord, developing that, like, you know, personally, you know, mom and dad aren't there and all that kind of stuff. But I think like just the weird random things you never think about just doing on your own. Like for me, going to Walmart, like that to me was like a big deal. Like I had never done that, you know? Mm -hmm. So like just little things like that, that, you know, your parents do all the time and you don't think much about it when you're with them, but then you're on your own, you're like, oh, oh dear, here I go, you know, okay, I'm just going to go drive myself here, I'm just going to go do that, like, mm -hmm. I think that, that aspect of it, that helped a lot, you know, just mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, be on your own for a little bit, kind of be forced to do those kind of things on your own, just the random things that your parents usually do for you. Mm -hmm. So Bible college, you know, it, you're saying that it give you a freedom that you never had, but... Mm -hmm. Were were you afraid of that freedom? Did that freedom scare you, or did it did it make you take life more serious? Or maybe you know some too. Some maybe think you know go to Bible college. I got freedom. I can do what I want, and it becomes a mm -hmm. uh, an exciting thing to them in the aspect that I'm doing my own thing. Nobody's telling me what to do. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. have that? Yeah, for me, honestly, it was exciting just to go do something Get new. away from your dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Not entirely. <laughs> no, but you at Bible College, you also have good counselors that will help you in good ways if you find the right friends because not everybody there is there for the same reason. But if you yeah. find the right friends, then they can lead you and help you out and get um, help you get closer to the Lord while you're still, in a way, free to do your own thing. Then also staff members and teachers, they're they're there to help you out. But you're not you're not a little child anymore. You're you still make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. So do you feel the weight of responsibility 
to do what you're, you're, you're scheduling to do, your money, all that? Did you just feel a heavier weight of responsibility? How about you, Matthew? Uh, yeah, in a way. I mean, because you're paying the bills. Mom and dad aren't paying the bills anymore. Amen. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so it builds character, I think. And that's important because if you're going to be in the ministry, you're going to have to have character. Um, so to be a pastor, a teacher, you're going to have to get up in the morning. You're going to have to, whether you're tired or not, which you're going to be tired, you're going to have to get up. You're going to have to read your Bible and do your devotions. And uh, you're going to have to work all day or and go to class at night, which is what I do. And you're going to have to balance, say, a relationship as well while trying to balance finances and trying to pay for all these things. So it builds character, I think. And that, that's definitely something you, you'll need in the future. Let's talk about friends for a little bit, friends in Bible college. Um, what did you learn about friendships? Because friendships are a two-edged sword. You meet friends that are become friends for life, but then you also find out that there are some people that are not real friends. Um, and only, you know, Bible college reveals that and, you know, shows that. How do you um, how do you handle that when you're trying to be busy, spiritual, do your work, pay your finances, and then an interruption maybe with a friend or uh, a negative friendship situation occurs? How do you deal with that in Bible college? Or maybe you haven't had that. I would say definitely lots of prayer, lots of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that helps. Helps with friendships, doesn't it? Yeah. Lauren? You don't have any unfriends, right? <laughs> no, but I think you attract who you are. So ultimately, the friends that you find, mm-hmm. for the most part, they're going to have the same goals and desires as you. So if you find out they're always getting in trouble, they're not going to class on time, they're um, not turning in things on time, they just don't have good character overall. Mm-hmm. or they're not close to the Lord and they don't talk about spiritual things or it's awkward for them, then that might be a reflection on your own character and it might be a reflection on who you are. So, Right. It's two-way street, isn't it, friendships? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, here's a good question for you. Um, did the devil try to talk you out of your decision to go to Bible college or were you in Bible college already? And the devil really sat on your shoulder about a time to quit. Or some people go through that. Some people don't. What What did you guys experience? I took a year off in between going to Bible college, and I just worked for a year after I graduated. And I think for some people that, that could be good for me personally. I feel like that was good because I wouldn't be at the Bible college where I am now. I wouldn't have uh, met my possible future wife. All right, you know, I, you know just all these things. Potentially. Yeah, potentially, <laughs> Lord willing. And I, I hear a positive tone in your voice. Yeah, yeah. When you're speaking on that subject. Yeah. Whatsoever things, you know, think on these things, the Lord says. So. <laughs> okay. No, but that could be like a vulnerable time for people who may take a year off. And I, mm-hmm. um, I think... If you don't really have anybody behind you that's pushing you to go, go to Bible college, mm-hmm. just go straight from 
graduating to Bible college. And he, yeah. But if you do, that was personally a good time for me, and that helped me. And th- there were certain times where I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe I, should I go to Bible college? Should I not? But the thought in my back of my mind was, I don't want to disappoint all these people that are behind me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to disappoint my parents or my youth pastor. And I just feel like I, I couldn't achieve anything if I was going to disappoint the people who are closest to me. Mm-hmm. So there were temptations and um, just getting in the word that keeps you encouraged and people encourage you to go, mm-hmm. and that helps. Okay, here's another good question. Um, How do you stay focused in Bible college when you're busy, broke, and tired? (laughs) How do you stay focused? Who wants that question? I mean, one motivation is to think of yourself walking across the platform and grabbing your diploma. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that can be a good motivation. That's a goal that you're shooting for, so... You have to have a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just keep a walk with the Lord because if you don't have that going, then you're almost going to feel like you don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I think right. another thing that helps me is, um, like Matthew mentioned, remembering the people that are behind you, you know, that are, yeah. you know, it, there to encourage you, you know, your parents, you don't want to disappoint them or your pastor, you know, your friends, um, things like that. I think that's another thing that just kind of helps you. You know, obviously you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for the Lord. But mm-hmm. that is definitely a motivator to, you know, keep you focused. And yeah. So would you say that it's important to know that other people are encouraging you and cheering you on and they're behind you when you're going through Bible college? What does that do for you when you're there? For sure. That's definitely an encouragement, um, knowing that people are there praying for you. Um, because even you know, when you go through a hard time, you know, yes, you you get in the Bible and, you know, you mm-hmm. have the people there at college, but knowing that there's people back at home praying for you is just an encouragement mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. helps you stay going. Um, okay, so Lauren, you've answered that. Here's a good question for you then. Have you seen God take care of your finances? Um and really any of your needs when you didn't know where it was coming from. Definitely. Anybody have an illustration on that? <laughs> Something to tell us? My freshman year, um, I could not find a job for about seven weeks after I got there. And I was so stressed. I had hives all over. And, like, it, it affected me really, really badly. And didn't know what I was going to do. And, like, I literally could not find a job. I know that sounds kind of crazy because... I don't know. It wasn't that hard <laughs> even then to find a job, but I literally could not. And, um, and then I had a friend sit next to me in class and said, oh, I just went to McDonald's. And I was thinking, oh, McDonald's. I do <laughs> not want to work at McDonald's. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I don't have a job right now, so that's probably better than nothing. Right. And then um, the Lord led me to work at McDonald's. <laughs> and so I got to work with some of the most amazing college girls, though. And it was just a wonderful experience and then I found out that at McDonald's you get like a $2,500 scholarship and then a lot of us girls from the college became managers and that just ups the scholarship and the Lord provided it in that way even though it wasn't what I initially wanted mm-hmm. it was really great so there are things that we go through that we don't initially want to go through and um, 
But if we do go through them and God puts us in those pinch places, then do you think that that helps you understand more about life? Like when you get out, um, you're raising a family and kids and car breaks down and you don't have any money. Do you think that Bible college getting through that would be a precursor or maybe a, um, a, um, a preparation ground for life? Matthew? Yeah, it could definitely prepare you. I haven't really experienced much um, financial problems, but I've seen the Lord provide for me before I went to college and even now in Bible college. And he provided the finances to be able to pay for um, my whole first semester just outright, which was a blessing. And then he provided a job with the church that takes off 50% of my school bill. Um, so that's that's a blessing right there that I I didn't know about until I got the job. Um, and then just little things um, that you don't expect. People send you a card and there's 25 bucks in it. Or yeah. someone in the church just comes up to you and... Um, they say, hey, I have a job for you, and it's just a small job. You do something for them, and they give you 50 bucks. And it's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in ways like that, and then if you have a car, then that's more finances on top of it. So you have to think, what if my car breaks down? And um, I think the Lord will keep your car running, and mm-hmm. he'll keep it going. So he's And he's done that for me so far. And um, so, yeah, the Lord has definitely provided and... Keeping that car running, boy. Mm-hmm. Now, Lauren, you don't. You made it through college without a car. Nope. No car. No, no car. car. <laughs> what was that like? Um, honestly, my college has a bus that pretty much has transportation everywhere, and I paid somebody to take me to work. Some of my coworkers there, so and it all worked out fine. And I didn't have the stress of car payments or insurance. <laughs> Good. Samantha, I know you had some car trouble this semester, didn't yes, you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, thankfully, though, um, the Lord has provided through my parents. Um, you know, my parents have been able to um, help me with um, part of my car insurance. I, I pay part of it, but, you know, uh, my dad pays the other part. And then um, with the actual maintenance problems that we've had this Mm. semester um the lord's provided through my parents Uh, they've taken up some of that and um, my dad knows how to work on my car so he's kept it up here for a while we also the lord also provided my grandma's truck for a while when we didn't have a car so that was nice um to have that available you know just the lord providing uh vehicles so that we could still make it from point a to point b because that's pretty important Mm -hmm. so especially you know when you don't have really any other means like you know i could ask um someone at the church or whatever but that puts a burden extra burden Mm -hmm. on them you know so it it was nice to not have to do that to just still be able to go from point a to point b so Mm -hmm. i'll never forget when i was in bible college i wrecked my car and i was walking five miles a day (laughs) to work i get off like 11 30 12 at night and i'd Mm. walk home and i get back to the dorm and crash uh, but um, I sold one of that car, and it took a while for the car to get fixed. Finally, they called me and said, hey, your car's fixed. All you need to pay is a $200 deduc- deductible. And I had all of it except $28. Mm. And I was praying. I was praying, Lord, 
I need $28. I want to get my car. <laughs> and a guy came up to me. We're in line. And we're in the chow hall in line. Guy uh, worked on my bus. He came up to me and he said, hey, um, I wanted to give you this check because of that money that I borrowed from you last month. Well, I didn't remember any money that he borrowed last month. Guess how much that check was for? Hmm. $28. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it just I just had a, a blessing to see God work. And that encouraged me because when I wrecked my car and had to walk, I wasn't wanting to do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and so it was a blessing just to be able to get in a car again. And I drove a lot better because mm -hmm. of it. <laughs> so, so it was a learning experience. Um, have you had a time when you wanted to quit Bible college? And what did you do to keep from quitting? Maybe you haven't had a time. I feel really? like I've been tied down at college. <laughs> After right. going on tour a couple summers, you have to sign a contract. So that kind of kept me there. Mm -hmm. I haven't really faced any of that, but I have friends who definitely have. Mm -hmm. Did they make it through? They did. Did they tell you how they did it? Um, Honestly, it, it's got to be like their walk with the Lord, you know, just mm -hmm. asking the Lord to see them through. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even sometimes I've heard people's motivation is just they think they're bus kids on their bus route in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking, if I leave, like, you know, who's going to, mm. who's going to disciple them? Who's going to encourage them? Yeah. Somebody needs me. I have an uh, influence in somebody's life and I don't want to, I don't want to ruin that influence because they may, they may not make it if I'm not there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's the Christian heart right there. And that is, that is exactly how God wants us to uh, see our role in life and not just Bible college, but boy, that's life, you know. I knew a preacher that years ago passed away, and one of his last words were, he said, there's still so much work to do. Mm. And he'd worked a whole life for the Lord. And I think he feels that in, felt that influence that he wanted to still keep an influence there uh, on people for good. Mm -hmm. um, all right, here we go. What are the best three words you could use to describe Bible college. This is going to take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what are the best three words you could use? Matthew? You want like three consecutive words? Yeah, any three words. <laughs> um... The main words that you're thinking of really sum up Bible college in your mind. Sum up Bible college. Dating. Would dating be <laughs> one of those? It could be. Yeah. yeah. Dating. Uh, late nights. Well, that's two words. That's two words. Yeah. It's <laughs> a hard one for you. It is hard. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I guess you could put dating in there. I'm not sure because that's... But that's not all there is to Bible college. Dating, um, ministry, mm -hmm. um, and 
I don't know what other word I'd use. <laughs> we'll come back if you okay. think of it. Okay. Lauren? Um, <coughs> say growth, trust, and another thing I've learned is contentment. Contentment. Samantha? Um, I agree with Matthew. Late nights. Lots of study. Study. <laughs> study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a hard one. Hard for question. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you come up with that, uh, I'd say people, because you're going to meet people. a lot of people mm-hmm. in yeah. Bible college. You're going to be able to witness to a lot of people. You're going to have people that might be your f- the friends for your rest of your life, or they might not. Mm-hmm. So I, And the ministry is people, you know. That's who we're trying to reach for the Lord is people. Yeah. And um, so I think that's, that's, that's a big part in Bible college is people. So is there an, do you think that you can separate ministry from Bible college? Does that work? Mm, I don't think so. No. Honestly, that's Bible college is to train you for the ministry. Yeah. Right. So right. you it can, be, yeah. yeah, you can gain all the head knowledge even about the ministry. But if you're not involved, then you won't learn near nearly as much. So it's not just book learning; it's a it's practical living. Definitely. That is connected with the book learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Good. Good. Anyone got anything else to add on that? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what has God led you to do? Do you have a plan after you leave Bible college? Or, you know, I know some. When I was in Bible college, I didn't have a, I knew I was either going to be a pastor or assistant pastor or missionary. I had no idea until about two-thirds of my way through Bible college, it began to be revealed to me that that's what God wanted me to do was to be a pastor. And, um, so how does that work out in your life? Do you have a leading of the Lord, or are you still praying about that? Are you still seeking the Lord about that? Um, so what's going on in your, in your minds as far as God's will. Lauren, you got a big smile on your face. (laughs) Well, four weeks after I graduate, I get to marry my best friend, um, Jason. And and, um, he has another year to finish up after me. So we'll be living in um, the area of the college. He'll be finishing up next year. And then um, he's called to be a missionary and so we are going to eventually go to the mission field. We don't know exactly when deputation will start. We don't know what country yet. So we're still praying about that. Mm. Are you planning to go on a survey trip to a foreign field? If we get the money to do so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Samantha? Um, personally, I don't, uh, I don't really know what the Lord has for me yet. Right. Um, just starting my sophomore year, I don't know. Uh, very many details right now um, but I am praying and seeking the Lord about you know what he would have me to do I do want to serve him and you know wherever wherever he has me whether that be on the mission field or you know a mission field here in the states or you know mm-hmm. whatever he has planned you know I'm willing to do whatever he has for me so just praying and seeking him right now yeah about where he'd have me so yeah it's a good place to be you don't know but yet you're yielded to whatever God would want 
That really is a good place, and it's a safe place to be. Because God promises in our in his word that, you know, if we're hungry, he will fill us. And if, if we want to know God's will, God will show us. And there's another principle involved in scripture about God's will, because Bible college and finding God's will are very um, interchangeable. They're connected because they both work together, works together with Bible college and knowing God's will. And I... I always come back to that verse of, you know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so as you seek God's will and you want to know God's will, you're, you know, you desire to, to know that, uh, you've got to have the word of God guiding you. And it's like that lamp that the Bible talks about in Psalm 119. That lamp doesn't show you the end of the path, but it does light the next step. Yeah. It shows you what that next step is, but it's not going to show you the end. I've been in the ministry for 30 years, and God still um, gives me surprises and still shows me things that in God's path of what to do and where to be, and I'm grateful for that. So, um, how do you guys feel about the importance of knowing God's will in your personal life? How important really is is that to you? Uh, I'm not, I don't necessarily feel called to do anything as of right now, mm -hmm. um, but I enjoy preaching. I mean, I enjoy teaching and um, being involved in the ministry. I feel like as a pastor's kid, I kind of, I hopefully have like a head start in that because I already know what the ministry is kind of like firsthand experience. So, and the Lord can use anybody, but um, I want to be involved in the ministry in some ways and whether that be coming back home, which is my personal desire. I don't know if that's what the Lord's want, Lord wants. Mm -hmm. um, but um, what did that kind of answer your question? What was your question? Yeah, yeah. pretty much, you mm -hmm. know. You're allowing God but, to lead you wherever right. in what he's I, called you to do. Right. I think you just need to be open. Mm -hmm. And then um, whether you meet someone at Bible college, you can possibly marry. That's important to know that they're open to do whatever mm -hmm. and make sure that you're not going to marry them and they're called to something else and you don't know what you're going to do because mm -hmm. I'm not going to hinder someone from what their calling is. Right. Um, and I don't want them to hinder me from mine. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to know I don't think, like you said, we're not going to know what the Lord has planned for us, say, 10 years down the road. But as long as we're living and doing what we should do right now, yeah. I think that's important yeah. as to know what his will is going to be for in the future. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Is there, uh, well, go ahead, finish the question, Laura. What do you think? Oh, all I was going to say was it's like it's important to know that you're doing God's will right now because, you know, you could do some sin that kind of messes messes up your life a little bit and then yeah. God's plan for you later on might be changed because of it. So I don't think you always, you don't always need to know God's will for your future. What am I going to, where am I going to be in a year? Where am I going to be? Then you don't have to know that. You just need to know that, um, right now you're doing exactly what God wants you to do and you're yeah. walking in his spirit. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's it's wise to plan <laughs> as much as possible, right. but be flexible and follow the Lord's leading. 
Yeah, it's the daily walk that steps us into the permanent walk. Mm-hmm. Amen. And the, if we don't have the daily walk, then we miss that permanent walk with God, that ultimate place where God has us. So, yeah. Samantha, what do you think? I definitely agree with, you know, just how, you know, we're not going to know ev- every detail of the future, but, know, you know, just knowing that you're doing what God has for you right now, that, you know, there's a peace in that and knowing that, you know, okay, he's there to lead you and he'll, he'll take you to the next step when it's time, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So you y'all mentioned, and I know each one of you have Christian parents. They're encouraging you to go to Bible college. They're encouraging you to learn. They want you, uh, and they even help you uh, financially, prayerfully, in all those ways. But what what would be your advice to somebody who has a desire to go to Bible college? They're about your age, but they don't have a a, a, a godly parent. Uh, maybe they even have a parent who is against them going to Bible college. They don't want them to become some spiritual nut in their mind. <laughs> um, you know, um, there's people like that. I went to Bible college with with uh, folks who guys who just didn't have any support behind them. Um, how would you encourage somebody like that to um, in Bible college and what what would be the kind of things they're going to face that would give you an opportunity to maybe help them or encourage them? I think maybe find a staff member or a teacher that they don't replace your parent, but they mm-hmm. can be a leader and an encouragement for you to stay mm-hmm. and to yeah. keep your head on straight and um, help you remember why you're there. Yeah, sometimes you got to go to somebody in your as you're going through these things mentally. There's sometimes you got to stop and say, "I need to talk to somebody about this," and mm-hmm. I need somebody to help me because sometimes words are powerful and they can really give us a uh, an effective influence in our life for the good. And other God uses other people to do that. Right? Anyone else got anything on that? Maybe finding a home church that's behind you, and maybe sometimes the best situation if you don't have your parents behind you or uh, is getting out of that place and going somewhere where someone is behind you and because um, those people might discourage you or maybe just going somewhere locally or online, you know, just mm-hmm. trying it just to see what it's like yeah. to see if um, that's what the Lord would have for you. So even if there's nobody behind you, don't just say, well, nobody's, they don't want me to be a spiritual nut, as you said. Um, don't just take it off the table. Um, do online or try something, you know, just to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Anything else you guys would like to add to this conversation? Maybe it wasn't a question that arose or maybe it, something in your mind that is, you know, important that you think ought to be given to this discussion. I think if you go to a Bible college and you sign the handbook or whatever you're supposed to do, and you know the rules that are there, then don't complain about mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be doing while you're there because those are they're all they're ultimately just little things and they're not gonna ruin the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rules. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes rules, right? <laughs> no. 
rules, but why do you think the Bible colleges have certain rules? Because I'll guarantee you, in, <laughs> d- d- does your Bible college have rules that you don't understand or that you don't <laughs> yes. get? Yep. Yes. You have to do certain things certain times in a certain way. And you're like, I have no idea why I have to do that. What in the world? Anybody got anything on that? Oh, well, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but there was a rule say. in our uh, rule book <laughs> that you're not allowed to spray paint the geese. <laughs> and, spray paint the geese? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a rule for a while. <laughs> and obviously that rule was in there because somebody decided to try it. So that rule wouldn't have ever been in there unless somebody hadn't you know right. <laughs> you know so spray have any of you created any rules for the bible college nope. handbook no. not yet you haven't created any rules <laughs> not yet right <laughs> so that's good that's good but i think the rules are probably in there because they've had experience with students in the past who didn't exactly do what they were supposed to so don't be one of those people <laughs> right don't be that guy right yeah Right. Well, I want to thank each one of you for being here tonight and being candid with us. I know all three of you want to do God's will for your life, and that's your goal. And you found that as the gem of life, to do God's will, and it truly is. And, you know, there's somebody out there, somebody may be listening here tonight, and you don't know what God's will is for you. And can I say just open up your heart to the Lord and give the Lord a chance to show you what his will is uh, by going to a good Bible college um, that is going to preach and teach you the word of God. And, of course, we encourage you to go to a Bible college that has very high standards of dress, music, um, doctrine. Uh, We encourage you to do that. don't go to a weak college and and you know um you want to get grounded even if you go to a secular university you want to go to a bible college and encourage you to go your first year uh before you even go to a secular university um and and it will really help you be stronger in a secular university because some sometimes a young person will change everything they believe and everything they've been taught through the doubts that are thrown up through a secular university. And, of course, secular university has its place. Uh, not everybody uh, is going to go into the ministry per se, but um, if you're a Christian, you're a child of God, you should be in a place where you're learning more about God and more about the Bible. No better time to do it than when you're young. So let me just say a, a word of encouragement to you about that. Um, but then also, if you're seeking God's will, the, the first place to ever find God's will is knowing that you are saved, and that you are in Christ. And you'll never find God's will outside of being saved. You know, it's like a guy who's playing baseball and he hits the ball. He runs from home base to second base. You say, would you do that? <laughs> no. You got to hit first base before you can get to second base, right? right. You know, yeah. salvation is the first base in knowing God's will. Mm-hmm. You got to be saved and know it. And God wants you to be saved. And truthfully, if you're not saved, 
you're going to miss heaven forever, and you're going to spend eternity away from God in hell. And God so does not want that for you. So he gave us his plan of salvation, and that is found in his word. In Romans 3, verse 23, we're told, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one of us that is saved. There's not one of us that is saved outside of God. Not one of us uh, is without sin. We are all sinners, and God wants us to acknowledge that. And then there's a penalty for sin, according to Romans 6, verse 23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So God gave you a gift of salvation, but you have to be wise enough to receive that gift. And God told us in Romans chapter 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You see, the God who saves you is the same God who raised himself from the dead. He has the power to raise you from the dead because he had the power to raise himself from the dead. And, and that's why it's so important to know we serve a living God who's risen uh, for us because he has the power to save us and raise us again. And then God said in Romans 10 verse 13 that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, that verse says whosoever. Let's talk about anybody. It doesn't matter your name, doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter how deep in, in trouble or sin you've gone. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you open your heart to Christ because Christ said whosoever, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you can open your heart to God and ask him to come in and save you. If you mean it with all your heart, God will keep his promise to you. He will come into your heart, and he will save you if you'll pray and genuinely ask him. A prayer goes like this. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that I do not deserve heaven, but I ask you to come into my heart, wash my sins away in your precious blood, and take me to heaven when I die. I now trust you, Jesus, for my soul's salvation, and I thank you for saving me today in Jesus' name. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we'd like to hear some feedback from you. If you have any questions or just in any feedback of any way, if we can help you in any way, just let us know. Even if you have a subject that you're interested in hearing more about the Bible, let us know. We'd be glad to have a podcast uh, about those topics and subjects. So thank you for joining us tonight. Let's pray as we dismiss. Father, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for each hearer out there. Lord, we just ask that you'd guide them and direct them into your will, into your plan and your purpose for life. Bless these college students, Lord, we ask. Use them in a great way for your glory and honor. We'll thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope this was an encouragement to you. Follow and like our podcast to stay tuned for our next episodes.